0: The Bucks aren't my pick to win the NBA championship this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. And I'll tell you why. Here's the thing, man. If Giannis is able to pull this off, the game is going to change. He's going to have broken the game in a way, uh, because, and, and in many different ways, okay? I'll get into that. But I'll tell you why I don't pick them right now. I think last year they caught a lot of breaks, you know, and I'm not taking a damn thing away from them. That was an amazing run. But I don't know if they can – like last night against Brooklyn, like people saw Giannis do what he did at the end of the game, pulled him out of that one. But I don't think that would work in a seven-game series. What happened was Chris was out, and immediately they lost that uh, that closer and that go-to guy, which forces Giannis to go be that go-to guy in that perimeter scorer. Um, you know, and, and Drew can as well, but they, they, they defer to Giannis a lot. Chris has really leveled up and got himself to the point where when they know it's time to go get a bucket, when it's time to go get a tough bucket, Giannis is going to go to the post or kind of leak out a little bit um, to the to the about 12, 15-foot spot. Um, and Chris is going to go cook. Chris is going to get in the mid-range at the elbows and uh, make those big shots. You know, last night's offense, the Bucks displayed at the end, even when Giannis hit that three, like that was not a designed play, right? Um, it looked like the old Bucks, the ones that I always used to speak on where they just had Giannis on the perimeter going downhill, downhill, downhill. And they were doing this against the Suns last year too. Remember, Um, it was when they put Giannis in the post and decided, "Hey, Chris, you're going to go be our creator. Drew as well, and uh, you know, you guys are going to cook under pressure. Giannis is going to be the freak of nature that they can't stop for 46 minutes. And in the end of games, this is what we're going to do: if they get, if teams force them to get away from that and put Giannis on the perimeter coming downhill, and Chris isn't the guy that's you know basically being the go-to guy at the end of games, I think someone like the Heat. Uh, Maybe even the Sixers, I think the Nets, I think the Bulls or Celtics, like one of these teams I think can stun them. But they're more seasoned now than ever. They are more prepared now than ever. And they've failed enough times and they've won enough now to know what works. And what works is Giannis dominating, controlling the game, start to finish, slashing, getting to the cup, coming downhill. But when it's fourth quarter crunch time, you know, he gets in the low post, plays with his back to the basket. Um, takes what the defense gives him, obviously, but they they defer. He he defers a little bit and lets Chris run the offense. And he's really unselfish in that way, where he has no ego. He'll he'll let him do it. Um, so I think I think teams like the the Heat. I think you know they're they're gonna put a wall on him, and then it's gonna be interesting to see how he responds. If he is able to come over this and come out of this, it is gonna be similar to Miami, LeBron. It's gonna be similar to uh, you know that run there where the game is going to change and people are going to have to make moves because of him. Bottom line is this, this dude's motor is all-time stuff. This dude's uh, freakish athleticism, his force, his power, his brute strength and explosiveness and his length and his strides are something that we've never seen, okay? And teams cannot stop him one-on-one. They will have to put a wall in. I don't think there's a defender that can stop him one-on-one. I said it yesterday. You need a prime Hakeem, prime David Robinson, prime Shaq-type body at the rim waiting for him because they wouldn't be able to step out with him, but they're waiting for him there to prevent him from getting to the cup. You know, Because as soon as he enters the paint, he's a threat to finish or dunk it on you. And this level of dominance can change the sport because guys and teams are going to have to adjust. League's getting younger. League's getting skinnier. League's getting more finesse than ever. Well, you're going to have to adjust. These teams, if they want to compete soon, you can't be drafting teenagers. You can't be drafting young guys, you know, that are just strictly guards coming in and, and, you know, looking to change your franchise with them. If they are able to do this and if he's able to get to that level, first of all, he's going to leap a lot of dudes on the all-time lists. I test, all that thing, whatever, right? But when you just look on paper, it's gonna be it's going to be very, very hard to dismiss him from a from a very elite category of players. I don't know where. I don't want to talk about that yet. We'll talk about that when it happens. But if they've settled into who they are. They've displayed that. If they stick to their formula that that worked last year, games, you know, three, four, five, six, it could get scary. And like I said, the, the most, you know, ruthless G moment was probably when he sat up there with the trophies and says, yo, this is how you win a chip. You don't got to jump ship you got to stay where you're at. You don't need to make a super team. And I really respect that old school killer mentality, you know, because that era of basketball to me was the realest era of basketball when the AIs and the Kobe's and the T-Max and those dudes and the Vince's, though some of them may not have won in certain years, they grinded it out where they were right for the most part, you know, jumping ship became a thing 2010 onwards after the decision. If this dude sits up there again with two trophies in his hands and says that, that, that that's going to become the face of the league saying, yo, it's not cool to jump ship and go on a chip. Guys are going to, the younger generation, it's going to change. They're going to look up to that. They're gonna That's the formula, you know. He's going to make it not cool to jump ship, you know, and the league could change in that regard. You're going to see a lot of superstars stick with one team for the next five, six, seven years and grind it out because that's going to be the new cool formula. Um, you're not going to see that much recruiting going on, um, I feel like, because when the top guy is doing this, it can change shit. I also think one more thing this guy has the ability to do is take the game inside. I thought Giannis, I thought Anthony Davis would do this. Okay? I thought Anthony Davis would do this. I think Giannis has a chance to take the game back inside because they cannot stop him 12 feet and below, okay? And when he's coming downhill, he's unstoppable, but even when he's making power moves in the low post and you know, he's blowing by you from 12 feet, it's scary stuff. You're going to have to bring in the big, big bodies again. Joel Embiid's going to be one of those guys. Bam, Bam out of You know, like the game could go back inside. You don't want to play uh, open, free-flowing basketball because Giannis is going to destroy that. So he has a chance to do something historical. Do I think the Bucks are for real and that last run was real? Let's see. I think they they can definitely do it. I just think someone's going to test them. And, you know, I think there are still moments there where they're raw maybe. Um, but it'll be exciting to see. But we're witnessing something that could be game changing right now with the Bucs. And Yon. imagine they win this one and they're headed towards a 3 P. You're looking at one of the most dominant runs, right? So I'm very intrigued right now. Something historical could be in the works.